Kronos, Cleus, Lapitus, Hyperion. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. These, these are the wrong Titans. We're here to talk about the oh, DC wow. Universe Titans. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Titans, our last edition of Titans for the remainder of the year. I am your host, Nick Zanuck, and I am joined by Nico Caruso and his father, Nicholas Caruso. I'm Good afternoon. How are you all doing? You really brought out, like, Greek mythology Good afternoon. Titans. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's uh, that's another thing I thought that we would never do on this show, but you keep proving me wrong every week. Very so. sophisticated. I'm impressed. <laughs> I hope I even said all those right, because, you know, I'm, I was not really one in a great mythology. Is Kronos a Titan, though? Are they Titans? Aquarius? It was a Kronos or Aquarius? I thought he was, Some like, people the say god. Kronos. I thought he Kronos. was, like, the overarching one. <laughs> I thought he gave birth to the Titan. I don't know. I didn't say Zeus, so now people can't whip me. Because Zeus is the god of all gods here. But... He is a god, yeah, and of lightning. It's true, you know. Speaking of gods, we do have a certain trailer to be looking forward to a little oh, bit yeah. later the today. Woman one? Yeah, yeah, as we're recording this, which should break in a couple hours. I think. Yes, absolutely. So for though, that's our DCEU reference, that's I guess. Right. We got this, that out of the way. We got Hopefully that out of the way, and we and got. We that. also found out that Zack Snyder might be oh producing the um, the upcoming Batman movie. For this. Oh, my that's God. our DCEU Snyder cut. <laughs> Reference. Can you okay. Start the show, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are we here for? We are here to wrap up season two of Titans, guys. Yeah, uh, we spend so much time talking about individual episodes. We feel like this, we get to reflect on the season as a whole. It gives us some closure. Hopefully, it gives you all some closure. And then it's it's like our attempt to talk about everything at once and kind of um, shed some light in the you know hopes for the future. Of the show, yeah, super, super simple. I don't have a lot of an intro there, so you could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess what we probably should start off with is we did save this for the last episode, and it's because we really wanted to get a little more in depth with it. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna sort of wrap season two up as a whole, like maybe a recap, a review. So I guess we'll. I'll pass it on to you, good sir. Yeah, let's, let's start out. The first thing we want is everyone's going to give their kind of overall reflection of season two. Um, for me, I give the the season a B. It was thoroughly entertaining. Like a B plus or a B? A B. Okay. I give it a B. Okay, that's like 5%. You know, that's okay. That's all right. No, yeah, a, no. A, a B's good. To... You know, there were, there were way more hits than misses. I found myself every week really looking forward to the next episode. I thought the writers did a really good job with building that anticipation up weekly. Um, I personally had no problem with the historical flashbacks that they did to kind of reintroduce to you some history of the Titans, some characters that seemed awful interesting but met their demise far too early, but I understand it was part of the, the plot or whatever. The journey of Dick, which we're going to talk about next, of course, was so instrumental and so inspiring and so beautifully portrayed that it really would have took. There would have been a lot more misses for the season not to be for me not to grade it a B. So overall, okay. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, there was some there were some poorly executed things, but when you've got a a show with the thirteen episodes. 
I just I just don't know as I as I reflect on this, I'm trying to think of like the perfect TV show. And I think all the good ones, all the great ones always have some misfires along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at the cast, as we reflect upon season two, I thought everybody, whether or not I, I was thrilled with where their storyline was going, but really the acting was really top notch. And I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, just a little bit of reference. I don't want to go to the CW, but I've watched a little bit of these clips for Crisis. And the acting to me, and I don't, if you like CW, I'm not, because we're going to reflect on that too, but it just seems to me to be like night and day between the it two is, shows. The, the, this acting is you significantly know? better. It's I, Yeah, I, I mean. Laugh. If people are loyal to those shows, I get it. We're not trying to. I'm not them. ripping those but shows, the but there the is show, a level. It's better. It's, this is it's a very, it's an adult theme with comic book characters, but it resonates with me. The tone is good. I thought visually the episodes were well shot. I give kudos to the to the prop people, the costumes all, when we saw the costumes. I So I, I guess what I'm trying to tell you guys in this overall reflection is that it was really positive. I'm hooked on the show. Whether or not I love every single thing that goes into it or everything decision that the writers made, I don't, again, I can't. There's way more good about it. I'm stoked for the future of it. We're going to break it down, I know, a little bit more. But I'm damn glad that we got a season two, and I hope it, it's my aspiration. Hopefully, that we're gonna get. We know we're gonna get three, but I hope we get a little run here with this television show. I hope it could be on for four or five, maybe six years. There's so many stories to tell. There's so many characters to come, but season two really laid the groundwork, I believe, for what to come. What's to come where the show could do. I think we're going to look back at season two in year four and year five. And maybe we're going to like it more or, but we, I know it's going to be a template though. I know it's going to be the, the season that, that kind of, because season one as good as it was. And, and I know we don't want to dwell on it. I thought this was a big step up for a lot of these characters. And again, um, we're going to break it down a little bit more, but yeah, you know, my again, a B is a really good grade, man, because, you know, for a season to be an A, it would have to be pretty flawless and everything would have to make sense. I guess I'd have to agree with every decision the writers did and whatnot, and I don't think that's ever really going to happen. And it wasn't even the decision of the writers, but it might have been some, some things that were executed. So yeah. I've rambled long enough about it. All right. Can you go next? I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you pretty much took everything right out of the words, right out of my mouth. But I am going to piggyback that. I thought this season was very well executed for the most part. The The cast was outstanding. Everybody really looked like they wanted to be there the whole time, which is more than you can say for actors on some television shows mm-hmm. where it's a little bit of a drag to go there. This show never felt like a drag for me to watch. I mean... The 13 weeks completely, like, flew by. I was waiting for the next episode to hit, like, within the next hour. That's how much I, I loved it. For a show that really didn't have the team as a team, you mentioned the flashback episodes, and what people really wanted to see was the team. 
And they sort of got that in the flashback episodes, and I think people were looking at more for present day. But those ones, the flashback ones, were actually my favorite episodes. Because it sort of showed what I thought was the real Titans. But And we'll get into that a little bit, but I'm going to rate this a B+. Because it certainly wasn't flawless. It did have some things we didn't really, really like. But from the first episode, which was the Trigon episode... Which could have really turned a lot of people off. I mean, yeah. coming off of that god-awful season finale of season one, to go from that, then in the Trigon episode, which was, in my opinion, which was poorly written and executed. I think they had they really did a good job with the 12 episodes that they had, sort of letting you know that this is the Titan show that we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So... I'm looking forward to what's coming next. The Dick Grayson thing completely blew me away. It was my favorite thing of the whole season. Maybe even one of my favorite things of the whole year in terms of comic book stuff. So that's my take. Wow, okay. <clears throat> All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so so for me, um, I want to start uh, because with what I explained, I, I, I don't want it to sound like I, there was too much I didn't like. Um, I really enjoyed the season. It was, like you guys keep saying, it was so... Um, I watched a lot of shows this year, but this was the one where like I literally was looking forward to it every week and even to the point where I couldn't keep myself off of like even some potential spoilers because um, for the first 10 episodes, I had class on Fridays early in the morning from 9 to 12 and the episode drops at 8. <laughs> and you know, occasionally it's three-hour class, but there's times you know you could like swipe your screen and check Twitter and stuff, I would find myself like not being able to not just even see people's reactions to the episode, whether positive or negative, because I was so excited for it. Um, it was very enjoyable. It was, it was a nice season of superhero television. But that being said, that's what it was. I, I, I can't sit here and tell you it was a great season of just television in general, like we said, because of some of the writing, because some of the execution some of it landed some of it didn't um i will say of course the dick grayson storyline i thought i thought they really nailed that to a t but then everything else you can argue was a little you know hit or miss depending on who you are what characters you liked over others and what what your expectations were i will say i will say um and then as you know dad my opinion does not sway based on other people like if you tell me something sucks and i like it i won't be like yeah it sucks i'll listen Mm -hmm. to you but i did i was curious i was curious and like i said this is not because i heard someone say something and then it prompted me to go back and do something and if my mind changes that's up to me it's not i'm not doing it because of them i did do a uh a spark notes of season two again uh, this whole week, and now I didn't take the time to actually watch every episode and watch season again. No one has time for that. But what I did was I went back to you know some of the earlier ones, like the first half of the season, the ones that aren't as fresh to me. So I did kind of like a I just like fast forwarded through the whole thing and just like saw what was happening on the screen, and that brought it back for me. The only thing I will say is in reflection. The tone really did change. Not after even the Jericho episode, after the Superboy episode. So what I mean by that is, at the beginning of the season, 
they build up this Deathstroke. He's this big bad. He's in it a lot. They build the old Titans. They hint there's ghosts. There's things they did wrong. The problems. Then you get to that Bruce Wayne Jericho episode and it's really good. And then, like, I like those two episodes a lot. But then from Atonement 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, you really do feel when you watch them closer together, you, you go, then at episode 9 they went, okay, let's make him Nightwing now. But to do that, we need to get rid of everyone else. Mm. So I will say in reflection, the breakup in episode 9, it feels a little weird because Earlier on in the season, you're like, oh, these old Titans, you know, they're probably going to get closer with the new Titans. They're broken right now. But once everything gets resolved, they're going to be more of an example. They're going to be more of a team. You see flashes of Don and Dick's relationship and Hank and Don, even Hank hinting like, oh, oh, he has a soft spot for Jason now. Like, is that going to be a nice relationship? Um, and then that stuff really, it really doesn't happen. And it's pretty much... Here's the Dick Grayson storyline, and then everyone else, they find things for them to do. We're forgetting two episodes Don is just walking around trying to find Rachel, you know what I mean? Um, but like I said, because the Nightwing stuff was so good, that's what makes the second half for me was all Dick Grayson. So it was enjoyable. I liked it. I'll give it like a, probably like you said, like a B. I'll give it like an 85, 86%. Um, but I do think I'm going to agree with what you said that I think the way they ended the season as controversial as it was, I think they really set just the tone, that family aspect, the last 10 minutes, mm -hmm. they're going to really hopefully, uh, play on for season three. And, uh, while I think they stumbled to the finish line, I think they got right back up and they're ready to start the next race. And I would, I would put my money on that runner to, to give an sure. analogy for that. I would put my money on that runner again to perform very well in his or her next race, his or her being the, the, the show the, you know, you, you, you know, I'm a man of analogies. Yes. Um, too many. I might add too many. So yeah. Um, so it was enjoyable, enjoyable superhero television. Um, uh, to compare it to other seasons of superhero television shows, I still think like the flash season one is my favorite. I was going to ask you. So, um, I don't think this beat it. So we'll see what season three does. Because it's still the season Flash two season for me, one. Though. It did because some of the yeah. the middle of Flash season two. See now the middle of that season was rough, but they stuck their landing. Yeah. The ending of season two of the Flash, they stuck their landing. Um, even season three of the Flash, I don't like. They stick the landing with the last couple episodes. Um, but this was a better holistic season. Yes. But it's still the Flash, the first season of the Flash for me, my favorite season Fair. of superhero television. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. It's okay. All right, so that was our sort of recap, review, a little bit of closure to the season as a whole. But now what we're going to do is now we're going to sort of break apart that season into a little bit of pieces, might might we add. Fun pieces. Fun pieces. So now what we're going to do is we're going to dedicate an, a whole segment to Dick Grayson. Well, yeah, it makes because... As opposed to just saying he's our favorite character because obviously he's everybody's Because, like character. we just said, that that was universally between the three of us our favorite part of the season, our favorite character, and what we thought was done the best, even the last two years. No. So just to make this show more interesting, we're just going to talk about like really quickly how great he is and he was mm -hmm. and kind of crown him the obvious 
MVP, the GOAT of the show so far, because it really is. It, the Titans, whether it's comics, animated shows, and this, there's no really Titans without Dick Grayson. There's not. So, like, it's almost like a cheat for us to all be like, oh, who's your favorite character? Oh, what was your favorite story? And we all say the same thing, so. Um, but, yeah, so whoever wants to start this. Well, here, pick, um, yeah. I'd be, I guess, assuming... And I don't want to do that because Dick Grayson may not be everybody's favorite character that listens to us. He's certainly not everyone's favorite Titan. But damn well should be. But the purpose of this season obviously was to tell the journey of Dick Grayson and his transformation into Nightwing. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it was was clearly the focal point in pretty much 90% of the show, in my opinion. For me, that was a great thing. And that's why we're we're just we're gonna we're gonna separate Dick and then talk about everybody else. So for me, and for me, everything about it was brilliant. I think I, I know I don't want to repeat myself from the last episode yeah. review, but it really is the yeah. execution of it, the portrayal by Brenton Thwaites. He, to me, this this whole journey, I'm gonna really go out here on on the limb, guys, and like, you know, I mean the dark, even talking about movie portrayals or whatnot, and I know this was. Done on a lower level budget, it and it's, matter, it's but but I don't know that we'll ever see a better portrayal of this character than what we just got. Maybe we will five years from now, ten years from now. Maybe they'll give the character some homage, and maybe Matt Reeves will somehow incorporate him into a Batman movie in cinema. But they nailed everything here: the emotion. And if you didn't like Dick Grayson, then the season. Really had a suck for you. Yeah. I mean, it really did because there really wasn't enough so that's of everybody I, else. So but but quick, my yeah. homage to him is that it couldn't have been more perfect. Um, the struggle was real, and it wasn't just about like waiting for the moment when he got the costume. Yeah, you really felt the pain, the breakdown of the character, the guilt, the self torment he put him through. And we're going to break down our, our favorite episode a little bit later. But, you know, my hat's off to the writers, to Brenton, the cast, how they how they kind of played off him. And just really, truly, I'm so happy that this show existed. And I'm so happy that they did decide to kind of shelve this in season one. And maybe realize they had a bigger story when they knew they could incorporate Death, Deathstroke, right? Wasn't yeah. that really kind of what happened? Yeah. So I'm 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 better for it, and again I for me it was a home run. To those that aren't thrilled with him, I think you're going to get your Titan show next year. But he deserves it, and we have to. I have to extrapolate him from everything else, and that's why we're doing this to the that's to the okay. listeners. To repeat what you just said, because it would be unfair for us just to say, you know. Oh, Dick was the best, or yeah. Dick's our yeah, favorite no. character, or this episode was the favorite episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on my soapbox about Dick. I A plus plus for me. All right. So he was absolutely a home run, Brenton Thwaites. He's obviously, like you said, he's the star. He's the MVP. He's what carries the show. He carries the cast. And it's no surprise you guys know, the listeners know, Robin is my second favorite Bat character. And when I mean Robin, I don't mean like Tim Drake or Jason Todd. I mean yeah. Dick Grayson. So I it's should not probably. Damian Wayne? 
Oh, God. Can they whack on him? It's anyway. not Red Robin. That new costume looks awful. Or, I'm sorry. Or the new version of Tim Drake where he's just Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bird? No. He's not. Just your call favorite. him Bird Boy. You might as well. I'm shocked that he's not your favorite. Is no. he still using the crowbar anyway? <laughs> no. Oh, for many of you that didn't catch it, that's a dirty reference, and I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, watch yourself real quick, real quick. Bro. I had to. I had Be to. We, 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 we were getting in that territory. I know. I know. I know. All right. So anyway, keep going. And I just remember, like, especially when I was watching Batman the animated series growing up as a kid, and I remember when we, when I saw the Nightwing episode, I was like, "Holy hell, who is this? He just looks cool." Mm-hmm. Like the whole aesthetic of that character, and just the idea of a Robin that didn't want to be Robin because he wants to be his own man, his own hero. To me, I just find that intriguing, and I find that entertaining for a writer to sort of follow up on. And we had mentioned that we originally thought, what route were they going to go in getting him to become a Nightwing? Mm -hmm. And I've always said that you could have had just an own spinoff with Brunson Thwaites' Robin and then have him be Nightwing heading into Titans. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just incorporating the Nightwing storyline in a Titans show. Because for some people it could feel rushed or it could feel like the landing didn't quite hit. Because when you incorporate a big storyline like Nightwing, you almost have to shelf something that could have mm-hmm. had more time on. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, the Cadmus stuff could have been its own season. The Deathstroke stuff could have been in the in the Nightwing spinoff, or vice right. versa. More characters could have gotten more time to develop, like Corey, Rachel, Gar, mm-hmm. people that weren't as hot as them on this season. But... Anyway, and then the stuff even from, like, the Owls Rule stuff, I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, I wasn't looking for it to be, like, I wasn't looking for Superman to, like, pop up in episode 13 and say, hey, Nightwing, go leave the Titans. Yeah. No, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't looking yeah. for it. I, I know, yeah. I almost thought I was going to get it a minute with Connor, which is kind of genius if you th- think yeah. about it. Like That's what they could have done. That could have been a really cool yeah. spin to say, like, yeah. Because he has Superman memories, so that could have just yeah. been like, I'm giving you the name, but I'm not giving you the name in the way that people think I'm going to give you the name. Um, I'm not ruling out that they're not going to do that, though. It could I, be. I could see them having that conversation in season three as they get closer. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, just... other than the newscaster referencing Hawk as his name, I don't really know if people... If they... Well, they use, use their Wonder names. Girl. They like, use okay. They use one. They use Wonder okay. Girl. So like all the people who were Titans, sure. they mm-hmm. just never say Aqualad for yeah for Garth. But the other four have have names and okay. they use names. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just gonna close on this because you've said it multiple times. If they ever were to do a live action Nightwing, I mean, you could easily just transition Brenton Thwaites onto the big screen and nobody would care because you just. He absolutely looks the part. Well, the director and the studio might care, but we wouldn't well, care. Yeah. I don't care what they think, so I'm just <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, but that's mine. He was a home run. He really saved the season for me. <coughs> he was what got me mm-hmm. on board to begin with, even with season one. I'm glad they did him justice, and I'm eager to see how he leads the Titans mm-hmm. into season three. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean... I'm with you both. It's it's funny. You said something, Dad. Like, you're right. If you don't like him or his storyline, 
then this show sucked for you. Yeah. And that's something that I wasn't, I, I didn't get to touch on is when I'm saying like the, mm-hmm. when I said the tone of the second half changed, I'd, I never said it was negative for me because mm-hmm. I liked Dick Grayson. I wanted to see the Nightwing transition. But if you weren't down for that, then yeah, then now I, now I really get, I still don't like some of the criticisms, but now, right. but I could accept them. Now I get really why people because it all comes down to if you didn't like him i kept going yeah. like well well all the nightwing stuff is perfect but like there i i was shocked to know there are right. people who don't really care right you know what i mean um i really liked it because i liked that they took the time because even in the comics they really don't show that much of a journey there's some stuff with bruce in a flashback but they don't actually show him he just kind of comes back with the costume at some point so it was cool to see them actually give a narrative to him physically becoming Nightwing. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And I also prefer this because in the original season one finale, he was just going to get it. He was just going to become Nightwing. Like he was just going to come with the new suit and they were going to fight, I think, Hive or somebody. Um, so like I like that they took more time. The only quick question I have for you two, and, and you kind of touched on it, do you think their then decision to spread out his journey to nightwing do you do you think the hand the the, the writers handcuffed themselves like accidentally with that yes yeah because yeah. it was at the expense of yes. several oh, other characters yeah. yeah and the development of of beloved characters that millions of people um i'm not saying millions of people are watching the television yeah. show but at least a large segment of the population the audience that likes to show likes the titans we're very unsatisfied. Absolutely. So, Nick, you brought up something interesting. And I had I had said this in an earlier podcast. You almost wonder if they would have done Titans and then done Nightwing mm-hmm. for six or seven, like just strictly with him with a little bit of the cameo. But they decided to incorporate it into the actual show itself. And it did take away from the team. Okay, it would be no different than doing Justice League and then in the second season of Justice League, it's a Batman story arc that kind of encapsulates and takes over much of it and some great characters aren't getting their action or their time due. I get it. I'm I'm more understanding now of the criticism. A little bit. From some fellow Twitter people. Yeah. Okay, I get it. But not to recognize... The brilliance with the execution, how he did become Nightwing and his performance and what they wrote. To me, you really got to take a look at that, even if you don't like him. You have to recognize what's good, even if you don't like a character, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot of thought and there was some well-executed... Here's here's why I say it. You won't see this from any one of your comic book characters again, because no origin film can take as much time as that. We're talking, yeah. they gave us 12 hours to tell this story. They did. And any other film is typically right. two hours. Even other superhero television right. shows, too he much gets... of an origin to just becoming a hero. He was already Robin. Right. Now it's this different, you know what I mean? But think about it, guys. Everything that happened in the season had a direct impact on him becoming Nightwing. Yeah. Everything that happened with the other characters, the deaths, the... The misfires, just the camaraderie of everybody, relationships, it all, it was all there, really, to tell the story of Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing. So, yeah, you're upset. If you're, if you're a Beast Boy number one fan, 
you're well, upset. Well, we're aware. We're, we're going to talk about I know that. that. I know that. I'm not, we don't want to get on that. Right, right. But I think that we could wrap this segment up. And mm-hmm. for us three here, we don't agree on everything, but I think we're in unison that. Yeah, it is great. It was, it was a shining comic book thing portrayal in general that we got to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight or anything, but it was really an iconic moment and a brilliant performance for this character. Because when you look at all these characters, whether they got their moment on the big screen or in a television show, I mean, look, let's be honest. Flash, like you said, Flash season one is still the greatest in my performance opinion, yeah. of Flash. It's, it's yeah. not in Justice League. No. And I want Ezra to get his own movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go back to Justice League and tell somebody, if you want to see The Flash, go you go see, see watch, yeah. watch Justice League, right? Yeah. You're going to tell somebody you watch Flash season one, yeah. right? Yeah. And then stop. You know, <laughs> right. Green Lantern, we don't even have it yet. I know. It would be an animated, uh, it would be one of the animated movies, right? So yeah. let's not get off track here, That's but right. we're just, it's a defining moment for a historical, legendary character and they did take the time, as you said, Nick, to develop him and and have it unravel better than they did it in the comics. That's my opinion. Uh, this is so better. that's a good point. Really quick, I want to, and then we'll keep going. I like this better than yes, his transformation too. in the comics. Right. And I got the hottest take. If you're a diehard comic book fan, which I mean we are too, we but are. if you're but if you're super anal about how things portray, I like I prefer the Al Azul thing to Superman. That's me too. just me. Me too. That's just me. And you're talking about a guy that That's read this me. stuff yes. 35 yeah, years no. ago when it was yeah. going on and thought it was cool. And you know me. I can be a stickler like I am with Spider-Man and stuff. And I and I really, really, yeah, really. This was, I promise this you. Was this was better to me. This was better. This to there me are some things they get a little better in the movies than they do in the comics. And that's no disrespect because it was fantastic how they did in the comics. This was better. Last thing. Thank God they, like... I don't want to say retcon, but if you look back at part of season one, it feels like they did. I'm glad they made his relationship with Bruce better. Because my biggest critique of season one is Dick Grayson did not hate Batman that much. I know they had a falling out, and that played a part in this, but it was no... He weaponized my childhood. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know, he loved being Robin. Like, that's the thing. He was mad because Bruce let him go. Because he was afraid he was going to get hurt. There's a big difference, you know. But right. I wonder if they'll ever show that, but no, they won't. Later on, that would have been really cool, though. They won't. Yeah. To show like him as happy, like yeah, happy as Robin, and mm-hmm. then yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I just don't think they can do that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they're don't allowed think so. to show no. them. No. That would have been cool. Though. Together. Yeah. yeah. I do want to point out one thing, and maybe it's a bad pop culture reference. Maybe it's not, but I was watching like Lord of the Rings. The other night, and I was just thinking, and? as a trilogy, like as an arc, getting from one character to one place, I have to, I have to admit, you know, like from seeing Frodo from point A to point C, this kind of gave me a little bit of <laughs> Return of the King vibes, a little bit maybe, uh, in terms of getting Dick Grayson to the finish line a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it stuck the landings, I know that third movie. For a lot of people, is the end all be all, and some people like it, some people don't. I personally liked it, so. Well, the Lord of the Rings for me is still a top. Three, Absolutely, a top three trilogy. Yeah, but you know, like, so the journey of Frodo, like, yeah, how it took how it took three movies for him to get to one 
one point. Well, let me give you a hot take. So, Sam's the hero of the story now. Sure. Sam All right, you're off track. Story, let's go. Well, Sam, 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 Sam is Sam is Dar. Sam is Dar right now. Well, Dick Grayson of Lord of the Rings. Don't start me. Don't start me. You want to talk about who's the real hero of Lord of the Rings? It's Sam, not Frodo. Because Frodo gives in at the it's end. A, it's what Frodo the, it's, gives it's, in. It's, it's Aragorn. Right, we get a bonus. Okay. <laughs> let's let's go to our next, um, our third segment here. We will break it into, actually, our third and fourth. We're going to talk about our top three characters other than Dick Grayson. Yeah. Because we've spent a lot of time on Dick Grayson. Well needed. Knows, right. He's a universal right. number one. So, so what no. what we'd like to do is, um, I'm going to throw out my favorite characters. From the show. Of this season. Of this season. Got it. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to just do it in chronological order here. I don't, I'm not going to tell you three, two, one. My favorite character in the show, besides Dick, was Jason Todd. Oh, he's so good. Um, he's so fucking good. Karen <laughs> Walsh portrayed him beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dark, tormented, disturbed from where he came from season one, rebellious. Yet, at the end of the day, he's looking to be a part of something be a part of a family, um, bad background. We finally learned there, there's the relationship that he explored with Rose was great. The breakup was great. And so for me, I thought they gave us just enough Jason Todd to want more Jason Todd. And going forward, he's right up there with me who I'm looking forward to see what happens to him. I loved his little appearance in the last episode oh, so at the cool. funeral yeah. He's on the motorbike. Dick looks at him, kind of gives him a smirk. And so this young man did a great job. I thought the writers did a great job with him. He was, to me, the most interesting character next to Dick. My next one was Deathstroke. I thought Isai Morales gave a brilliant performance of Deathstroke. I know some people... You know, still argue or not whether it was the most comic accurate or whatever, but he showed great emotion. He showed torment. He was a scary villain. Mm -hmm. I believed every bit of him that he was able to take anybody out at any time. I thought his motivations were well executed. I thought his scenes were excellent, his battle scenes. I thought the armor looked great on him. And, um, you know, if I have one... One misgiving about him, but this is why he's my second favorite character. I was really disappointed that they did not put the scene in where supposedly he wakes up um, in, a, in a hospital. In a hospital, and you know he's still yeah, alive. Because yeah. we all know he's still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, uh, to me, he's the best Deathstroke there is. I'm going to go to my third favorite character, and it was Jericho. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because, again, not only do I think it was a character I knew nothing about yeah. coming into this, okay? Yeah. I knew nothing about Jericho. But yet I felt compassionate for him right from the beginning when he was introduced. I felt his pain. I thought they executed his journey excellently, too. Um, Chalaman was great as him. Mm-hmm. I cared about him. I felt... I felt just like the writers did a great job where he was kind of being manipulated by the Titans, but then they actually welcomed him in as part of the family. And again, it was so interesting that now we know he's in his stepsister's body. 
What's going to happen with it is very interesting to me where that goes. Those are my top three. All right. I All like right. That. That's a great top three. That's a Did really you have a death three. stroke thing? I'm sorry. Somebody wanted to say something about yeah, death stroke. Yeah, yeah. I Go can, ahead. And then you can elaborate I, on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I just got, I didn't have my glasses. No, no, that's I know okay. you were making some notes. Yeah. So, so you mentioned something about that show because he was your favorite character. And yeah. I did see some complaints about it that yeah. he wasn't as great as... Arrows, Deathstroke, right? And, and I gotta say, the point of Deathstroke isn't to make him into a fully fleshed out character. It's that when he's on screen, you fear the absolute hell out of him, right? And you really don't have to develop him. You're just supposed to fear him. And Arrow has 22 episodes, so they kind of had to develop Deathstroke into a character. This has 13. Yeah. So when you see Deathstroke slayed on screen. You know that some major shit's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And you know that you should be absolutely terrified. Was there an argument some him. people felt they didn't develop him enough? Is I, see, I did see okay. so. I just wanted to throw, yeah. throw yeah. the cat out of the bag on that one. But as far as my top three, and this isn't in chronological order. This is just top three that I thought stood out to me. And I'm going to elaborate on this first one a little bit later. But sure. my first one is Aqualad. Interesting. Okay. Just because in in, in Aqua that in Daddy, that Aqua Daddy, Aqua Daddy, you mean? just because in that short short amount of time that you spent with the character, He's huge. you really you really felt that this was a team, and you really felt like he was a part of them, and that they were a team at one point. They're not, they're not just some people that hang out at a tower and have no clue what goes on in their lives. Um, number two, you mentioned Jericho. Okay. I mean, I had that on there as well, just because. Again, you really felt for the for the kid. You felt his pain. You felt his anger. You you really wanted to be you really wanted to be his friend, I guess, in a way. So, and the last one I have is actually the story of Hank and Don, because they okay. continue. You're gonna give some love to my. I'm peeps. A, okay. I'm, a, I'm gonna give Hell some yeah. love to Hank Someone and Don. Someone giving some love to my birds. Okay, that's right. Okay, that's just good. because I love them in season one, and it was. Clear and obvious that they were going to get some more development in season two. The relationship was absolutely intense. There were times where you really felt for them, and there were times where you wanted them to stop arguing and for them to just love each other again. The breakup, mm. to me, felt a little rushed, but then when you sort of get into Hank's state of mind, you can understand why he did what he did and why Don does what she does. And then you sort of get like, well, they're not together, but they kind of always have to be together because mm-hmm. they make and remake each other. Mm-hmm. Good point. And that's, that to me, I just found it fascinating. And hopefully, I know they're going to be in season three that we know of, so hopefully they take them in a little bit of a newer direction. I kind of don't want to see some of this back and forth mm-hmm. thing with them. What I'll add to that, they both have sure. potential. Mm-hmm. And they had especially with Hank this season that they didn't use. Yeah, that frustrated me. But with with what we think they're gonna do in season three, yeah, hopefully they do it. That's I could see Hank like mentoring. It's vague, yeah, or something. It's vague, but I got some. Trust me, he's gonna need it. But anyway, okay, (laughs) okay. So those those are my three, and again, we can elaborate on some of them a little bit later on, but. Get the drum roll, please, because I'm eager to hear what your top three are. 
You want to hear this too? Yep. <clears throat> All right. So for me, I also like I based it off of. Um, I looked at a few things when we were doing this because we were vague how we wanted to do it. I looked at how I felt about them the season, what I think they did, what I think they added to the show, but I also put like just an acting performance in there. I really put how I, how they made me feel when they were on screen. Uh, so for me, I gotta agree with you, Dad. It's, it's Jason for me. Um, you know, when we were talking before the show, I, I was curious who's gonna overlap, who's gonna use who. Um, it's really Jason for me because they make you feel for him and they did develop him in a nice way where he was in it just enough, like you said, where you wanted more and like where he's going from here, I'm very excited. It's just funny, at the end of the day, the Titan show, they give the most development to the two Robins. That is, it's it's you are right, yeah. Because Jason historically sure. is not with them, so it's very interesting. Right. Um, so he's my first one. You said it all, I think... From an acting standpoint, Kern Walters is great, and I think the way they wrote him is great. I actually, one of my biggest disappointments, if I have any disappointment about him, is that the team really never warmed up to him. Yeah, me too. You know, unfortunately. My second one, yeah. Bruce Wayne. Ian Thank Glenn. you. Thank Pleasant you. surprise for me. Thank I was you. excited when Ian Glenn got casted because I'm I was a big Jorah guy in Game of Thrones really liked his story arc um so but I definitely thought they were gonna make him look a little more like a traditional Bruce Wayne they didn't so initially then my then my apprehension came in like then my hesitation came in I'm like ooh, people are joking in the trailer oh he looks like Alfred blah blah, blah. man his dialogue his interactions with Dick when he was real, when he wasn't real. And the way they wrote him to be a lot of the time he was this enigma of other people's thoughts and what they think Bruce Wayne would say and the way – how many different ways Ian Glenn had to act yeah. this season. From the first episode, very you know stoic Bruce Wayne-esque. Then that great conversation on the phone where he tells him he would do everything the same. Then in the Bruce Wayne episode where he's – basically acting as Dick Grayson's Conscious. crazy thoughts. And it's yeah. over the top, but from an acting standpoint, it was great. Mm -hmm. Then the flashbacks, then very well in the last episode, he's typical Bruce again. Mm -hmm. So it really, they do a good job of showing you when he's real, when he's not real, and Ian Glenn being able to show that range. Yeah. On a show like Game of Thrones where he didn't show a lot of range, he was good, Yeah, but he was playing one, sure. one direction the whole time. Um, so I'm, I very, I was almost nervous that he wasn't going to be in the finale. And then when he came back on screen, I was really excited. Can I guess your third? Yeah. Donna? You won't. No. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because I My said, God, I... but hold on. <laughs> hold on. You would, okay. You would think so. Yeah. But I said based off this season. Okay, okay. Based okay. off this That's season. That's good. I, I didn't peek at his notes, so I'm sorry. You want to guess it? You will it, not. It, it, I don't it, want to guess it. No, I it's not Rose, it. is it? No. Okay, go you ahead. You won't guess it. Okay. Can only and I did not do this. I literally... Depending on who you pick, I want to just do a little epilogue to this, what we just did here. Yeah. I Something is in my mind. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I did not do this just to be okay. wild and out there. We. I literally, when I told you I want yeah. to rank some of our favorite characters sure. be, just based on how they perform the season. It's not crypto, is it? No. <laughs> but you don't know how bad I wanted to put him on you. You don't know how bad. I like, I, I started to write him down. I'm like, no, because I can't even argue. 
Um, Dr. Eve Watson. Wow. wow. Dr. Eve Watson. Okay. She had such a good performance in two episodes. She did. Sure did. And I was actually so bummed when they were like, oh, she left. I thought there was going to be such an opportunity to just keep her in the tower and work with the Titans. Yeah. And I'm going to argue now because, like I said, I went back and I skimmed. Mm-hmm. I really wish she was the person to snap Connor out of it at the carnival. That would have been brilliant if somebody went to go yeah, get her real really quick cool. and they didn't do it. And then it was like her and Dick inside of her head, the maybe. So the fact that she didn't like – or like the – I thought the girls were going to go to her to try to stop Cadmus. I, I was yeah. so – I want so much more from Dr. Eve Watson. I really hope she comes back. Yeah. Like, I really hope she comes back. She was excellent. Quick, quick. Two honorable mentions real quick. Sure. I don't like her arc in the season, but Tegan Croft as Rachel is still a phenomenal actress. Absolutely. She does a great job. I want to give sure. her credit. Yeah, no, no, no. There's sure. And yeah, I yeah. had to argue between Eve and someone else here. Fucking Mercy Graves was outstanding. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you really. So I'm trying her. to give. Yeah. But now okay. this before you say your epilogue, yeah. and I hope I don't steal it from here. This is going to transition us into the next segment, but it's almost a shame that they did so well with some of these side characters that the main cast you really felt lacking. Is that what you're going to say? You just say it. I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. No. I'm so no. No. Sorry. No. Say it. I was going to say to you, the irony of what we just talked about is that our favorite characters from the episode, from the season, are, are like Jason, the- Deathstroke, Jericho, Bruce, Eve. Nick, you're the only one that had some Titans in there at Hawk and Dove. Had core Titans. So yeah. this will give you an idea. Hence, see why Donna's not on my list. Hence is, why, hence is why some core diehard Titans fans don't like the show. And that's yeah. the thing. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're I finding we're finding to. more credibility and more character development. You know what? From show? characters that have been in there for one or two episodes, right? Yeah. Or side characters, than we are from the core. And that we group. want more from right. them. And right. they're not supposed to be. So th- right. So this is this is going to lead into now. This is not our least favorite characters. We're yes, going to talk please, about... Yeah, please We want to talk about now three characters that we didn't particularly care for. It, it had nothing to do with in their the performances. In the context of this season. In yeah. the context of where they were this season, how they were written this season, and where it went. So for me, I start off real quick, and I think it's fairly obvious, this could be on everybody's list, but Gar. Um, Gar was just the punching bag of the season. He was the plot, what do you call it? He was a plot device. Plot device the whole year long. I I really feel for the actor because, again, I want to see more of him. I believe he's got a big role coming up next season. I feel for the Beast Boy fans, the stands out there, because they want their Beast Boy. And they got to get it. This show should deliver it to them. Mm -hmm. They used and abused him the whole season long. And I was so tired by the final few episodes of just being under the control of Cadmus and killing innocent people to the point of where I didn't even think they had to even desecrate him or degrade him and show all that. That was almost a bit over the top for me. I know where they were going, but it was too much. Next was Corey. Why? Because I love Corey. I love Corey. But what they did was Corey's powerful. If you had her this season with her powers intact and full strength, 
she could have solved a lot of problems for the Titans, right? So what do you do? They used her as a plot device to take her away, start to introduce her home planet and the conflict, which we're going to see next season, which I did not give a rat's ass about this year. Yeah. Because they just did not make it interesting enough for me to care. Yet, when she has her moment of self-reflection in that episode, she's brilliant. Yeah. So I wanted more of Corey, but I understand why we didn't get it, but I thought they did a poor job with her, and they weakened her. they conveniently her. They conveniently weakened her, weakened her yeah. so that she wouldn't have. Right. That. I hate and And I almost, that. and again, so these are two characters I love. I'm not telling you these are my bottom, but... They were the two characters this year to me that got really crapped upon for Dick Grayson to tell the Dick Grayson story. Okay. The third character is someone that I love, but I've still never got to completely understand Donna Troy. They it's gave a her, crime. They, it's a motherfucking <laughs> crime. They gave her one episode with, with your favorite and mine too, Aqualad. Yeah. And that was a nice character building moment for her. And they never really let her do anything. But Nick, you said it. She walked around. It's Rachel? For an Dick? episode. Nick for Gar? an episode, right. man. Nico? Don't even show Mr. it. Mr. Caruso? Like, don't even she, show it. Don't even she, show it. Then. All she did was walk around. And, and, and last but not least, they gave her the most inappropriate, unrespectful death of a character like that that I've probably seen Almost in anything I've watched. I've not, I was I can't trying think to think of, of the movies. Movie. I cannot think the of a worse The CW. I really. Movies, and so, CW. And again, and again, right. So these The Walking are, Dead has a ton right. of stupid deaths. So again, much as I close my segment on, on this, much as I want Gar and Corey to develop, and I think next year, I do hope Donna gets her Troya or whatever it is. And I do hope, you know, Rachel Raven's out there in Themyscira and they bring her back. So, Bro, if they don't. I pissed it on. If they don't, man. I There's pass it on. Problems. All right. I pass the baton. Yeah. So, quick disclaimer before I move on to my to my top three here, because I do have some some. I'll reveal it. I do have some villains on here. Okay. That I thought didn't quite, and it's not Doctor Light. So everybody, okay. everybody. <laughs> I was just gonna say, is it? Uh, is Shimmer as, on there? As, 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 as much is as Shimmer I want. Shimmer on there. <laughs> From the second oh, episode, yeah. is Shimmer on there? Five seconds. I forgot about five seconds of Shimmer. Yeah. Um, is that a band? Funny. Five funny. seconds of Shimmer? Is that a band? That's funny. Is man. that the band you go see with your sister? No. <laughs> okay. Five seconds of Summer. Okay. Um, quality entertainment, so you can shut your damn mouth over there. Oh, boy. Okay. I love you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you guys, too. All right. So, and this seems to be a common plot here in most superhero TV shows where it's for the first half of the season, we have one kind of major villain, minor villain, and then the second half of the season, we sort of come up with somebody new. And then, and then they try to combine them in the season for yeah, exactly. And, work. and then either <laughs> the first half was strong and the second half was weak, or vice versa. So my first one, again, not in chronological order, but the first one kind of is, and it's Trigon. I thought from a season one standpoint, they really okay. gave you the slow build. Okay. And it didn't deliver at all for me. No. I thought what they did with Rachel at the end of this first episode of this season, I thought was really cool. And you really thought that you got fully fleshed out Rachel. 
with their powers. But then they took it in a different direction. I really think it's still silly what they did. I didn't like it at all. With the yes. scrapping of the finale and restarting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have just cut out the part where they fight at the end, apparently. Mm-hmm. And still have them, like, beat and fight yeah. Trigon. Mm-hmm. So, I'm with you. No, I, and it's, like, just because, like, that whole episode where, I mean, I know we spent, like, almost two and a half hours just mm-hmm. talking about it. But it was, he looked okay. I mean, we've seen worse, I, mean, I know we've seen worse CGI yeah. stuff. <clears throat> Justly. Anyway, uh, I it was just it was it was done very poorly. It was done very yeah. fast. It was washed. You can tell that they really just didn't. I'm, I had to do it. I'm sorry. This man pulled out Stephen Wolf. Yeah. Again. It was very similar. But it's true. Yeah. I'm with you. It was it was just on the uh, a few hours ago. Lord help me. Uh, so that's that one. You didn't really care for that. I. I guess they have plans to bring him back in the near future, which you've alluded to. So hopefully... Yeah, I, th- I think there's some show with Rachel still. It's, it seems like that's where they're going, I mm-hmm. guess. You've, hopefully they can they can write the ship a little bit. My second one is actually the Cadmus arc. Now, I thought the character of oh, Mercy okay. was fantastic. So you're saying an arc instead of character? The arc. Yeah. Okay. So I thought the arc could have very well have either been... The entire season. Mm. Or you could have teased them at the end of this season. And that's what next season's going to be. Because I really... I'm, I'm debating and I'm, and I'm still debating if I like if I didn't like what they did to Connor more than what they did to Gar. Because I'd argue that Connor was already going through enough self-doubt and pain. Where he really didn't sure. need to be under the Cadmus control. Whereas Gar, I guess, they really, for some reason, really want you to hate the character. Because I guess they have big plans planned for him, but I thought that's what they had well, for this season. Thought. That's what we thought already, though. And I gotta say, if I'm Ryan Potter and I'm talking about contract negotiations, negotiations here, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if I could, yeah, that's how heated I am about this. I can't even talk. I'm demanding a lot. And when I mean a lot, I'm well, talking want, like... I would want some guarantee that change here do more because imagine coming to do your job and you're basically like i said you're you're basically a plot device what i mean by plot device and just because i say that a lot and i haven't really Mm -hmm. defined it what i mean by plot device is gar was only on the show when they needed him to do something so Mm -hmm. he's really just kind of in the tower then in atonement Mm -hmm. they needed him to screw up and lose Superboy, then they needed him to get captured, then they needed him to be bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's all he did. He was that. He was used the minute the minute you started seeing a lot more of him is only when they needed him to do something. He was used by Jason Todd. He was used by everybody. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's I mean, what I'm saying. I don't think there's anybody that, I mean, that did, mm-hmm. did, not, did not take advantage of him or, yeah. or make an ass out of him. So. And real quick, just before I pass yeah. it on to you, because you mentioned something brilliant, and it's... What they went with the direction with Guy was what I actually thought they were going to go with Jason. And in the way they did, whereas Jason so kind of screw did, up. We all yeah. thought he was yeah. going to become the person that got kind of manipulating into doing something evil. Yeah. We, we all did. Yeah. We all did. I thought it was Jason. Too. But yeah, because it was, it was like we Jason's normally. Hats, yeah. Said Red Hood yeah. spin. Yeah. Because Jason's normally the screw up, and no screw ups ultimately lead to. His demise. Right. But they kind of switched it a little bit where it's 
Gar's to screw up and his decisions lead him to even worse places than where he was before. But the character of Beast Boy is not like that at all. Watch the Teen Titans show, not Teen Titans Go. For anybody that loves it, great. But watch the original mm-hmm. Teen Titans show. That was actually very good back in the day. Oh, it's exceptional. Read him in the comics. He's more of a pest, but they love him. Yeah. And I will say the one thing that they have kind of done well is the interaction that he has with Rachel. I admit now they're falling out. I, I really didn't care for it. But... I, like I said, if I'm Ryan Potter, I'm really demanding some change here because if he was promised some really, really big, cool story arcs and the writers have like, well, here's what we're going to do. So we're going to make you evil for this season and then next season you're going to get your big payoff. Hmm. Okay, so this season came. So, God, here's what we're going to do. So we're going to turn you evil and then in the next season you're going to get a bigger payoff. I'll tell you what, though. If I'm a few of these actors, I'm... Feeling the same way because they promised the same thing. Though. Right. They promised the same. Well, thing unfortunately, guys, you're right. Well, yeah. They promised the same thing. Now he's not going to be the star. That's no, always. That's forget. always going to be Dick. Hawk but. and Dove were supposed to get a show. Yeah, but there's. I still think. But there's a difference. They wrote a lot more for Hawk and Dove than they did for Beast Boy. Yeah. Hawk and Dove got yes. their time to shine and stuff, that's, so they have the opportunity. But Beast Boy yet has been. He's not been really given a shot yet fair. to become who he's supposed to become. Fair. So where were you at? Where yep, you at? Um, I rambled on long enough, so. All right. For me. Floor is yours, sir. All right. Um, so like I said, for this list for me, I, I used the people I was disappointed in. Um, like I said, not that they're my least favorite or bad characters. Clearly, because I have someone on here who you – actually, I have two people on here who you know are not my least favorite characters, if you hear me. Um, if, if you've listened to this show, um, it's, it's characters, I think they didn't do much. The writing was poor for them and they had a lot of potential that wasn't used. So I'm actually, because I'm taking it in a different way than you, dad, I have death stroke on here. Okay. Because once again, and I know I'm seeing people defend this because he had Jericho inside of him. They say he got held back. I don't I don't really mind that. And I'm going to say that almost has nothing to do with my criticism. My criticism of Deathstroke is that they, in the beginning of the year, they tease him. They're so afraid when they see that he's back. And even that first time they fight him, you know, it's pretty when – when him and Corey sure. fight him and he's pretty unstoppable. It's great Pretty you know. unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Then I know we see him in the flashback for – in the Jericho episode. He don't do much the second half of the season. And then when he's back in gear, in action – don't forget, like I said, I'm, I'm not giving – you can have this opinion, but I'm not – I can't give people that Jericho's inside of him because if you know anything about Deathstroke, he's very powerful. And they do show you that early on in the season. In this season, they show you he's really powerful. So the fact that all it took was Rose and Dick to beat him was a little like, wow. And not to mention he gets offed in the first – we looked at it, right? The first nine minutes of the finale – the first nine minutes of the finale. So in summary, 
as powerful as they say he is, as scared of him as they are, after that Jericho flashback, you don't see much of him. Then when you do, they end him in nine minutes, and it's only Rose and Dick who finish him. So that's Deathstroke. Uh, for me, I'm going to use the obvious one second. For me, it's Donna Troy. Um, she's one of my favorite characters on the show. Her episode is, I think, my second episode. Her episode in season one is my favorite, or second favorite episode of season one. Sure. I think the potential, and early on, they really show her her relationship with Dick. They're talking, you know, tell them what happened here. There's ghosts here. Then we see the impact of Deathstroke with her and Aqualad. Then we don't see much. Then we get the flashback where she takes Deathstroke one-on-one. Very ballsy. I love it. Then we flashback to today. And until the finale, she don't do much. And Donna Troy's prominent. Like, from titan's lore the level she's up there with dick you know so for them to shell for the way they did and then that death i mean i don't even want to talk about it yeah we we kind of i mean i mean uh, i mean it's like yeah really i bad. get her dying motivating the team and i say i like the funeral i like the dinner i like grayson's speech about family mm-hmm. to motivate them to stay together but she didn't impact enough people in that room to where they should all be gung-ho. I know she worked with Corey for a bit. I know they used to be like, she was in the original Titans with Hank and Dawn. But if you're Gar and Rose, you're like, yeah, she died. You know? Yeah. It's not really inspiring to us, you know? That's why I think, and this is going to segue into my next one, but the potential that they never used them to really interact with the new titans was a misfire for me so if she comes back i hope she gets her justice but if she comes back they gotta write her a lot better because i was waiting the whole season for her moment and it really didn't come my third one and i'll explain my third one is dawn dawn granger um, for the I'm gonna same, leave the room for this one. For, for some, <laughs> for a similar reason, part of my reasoning for Donna is she's very, in the first season, she gets very close with Rachel in the second episode. Sure. She's like, I love that girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, we need to be something for her. Her mom died. Dawn has the motherly qualities for some of these young Titans, an older role model. Corey's a bit rougher. Donna's a bit more headstrong too. So Dawn, I, f- I kept waiting for Dawn to like comfort Beast Boy or comfort Rachel when Corey wasn't there. And you can, uh, her relationship with Dick and Hank was as weird, it got as weird mm. as it could be. F- come feel for Jason. Come talk to Jason. I know Hank didn't do it. Like, why did she not, why didn't they make her, because that's why people didn't care about her. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who don't like Hank and Dawn because you felt like, especially after they broke up, I know she does some cool stuff with Donna at the end. Yeah. I was still waiting for her to be like, because she's even at Alco, she even consoles Rachel, but we need to help Gar. I promise you, Rachel, like whatever Dick is doing, he's going to figure it out. But like there, there's so much more potential for her. And the reason why I'm saying this is in episode 12, we get nice Hank stuff. At the end, where he realizes what it means to be Hawk, and he has a doubt moment but comes out of it. 
and he comes back in the fight to try to protect him. And I mean, yeah, Don gave the doll back to the girl. And I know Don's the first one to get up when there's the crisis at the end. But I love Don and I love Donna and what they could have been. And I'm, I don't want to put Hank in there because I already talked about it, but at least we got yeah. a moment with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donna and Don were two of the old Titans that I feel like they didn't give moments to. Yeah. Well put. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, speaking of giving moments to to characters or episodes, I think now is probably a good time to elaborate on maybe a favorite episode or maybe an episode that you very much enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we should do... What, we don't you know, spend for, too much time. For no. time's sake, what I think we no. should do is, is is favorite episode, least favorite episode. Yeah. Sure. So for me, my favorite episode was the Fallen one. It's the one where you really get a sense of how down and desperate and guilt-ridden Dick Grayson is. Eligible, he's in prison. Right? Yeah. And that's eligible. And you have yeah, you have Elizabeth. Right? You have the beautiful uh, story with the prison inmates. Uh, the immigrants that get captured, you think they're bad guys, you realize they're not. They're just fighting for their lives. And you get the whole, to me, that's where the whole thing came together, where Dick became Nightwing with Elazul. My least favorite episode, I know this sounds silly, but it really was the first one. Because I didn't even know if I was going to be that crazy about watching the show. Mm-hmm. For all the reasons you said. It was so disjointed. It was just poorly executed by the writers. The Trigon thing, he looked more like a joke. Um, so for me, it's maybe easy to say that. Maybe that's everybody's least favorite episode, but it really was. Because pretty much from 2 to 13, there might have been little parts in each of them that I didn't like. But but the first one, I was like, wow, I wonder. I remember thinking when I watched the first episode, like, geez, I just can't really wait to see till he becomes Nightwing. Because yeah. I don't know where the show's going. I don't know what's going on. And then it really became this sophisticated, adult-orientated drama mm-hmm. that went forward. So again, Fallen, beautiful to me. First episode was terrible. Okay. So other than, than Fallen, I'm actually going to correlate this with my number one favorite character this season, and that's Aqualad, so episode yeah. number four. That was a good one. And again, it's because in the short amount of time that you had with the character, you really felt for him. You felt his pain and his desire to, quote-unquote, get the girl. Wants to be with Donna. She keeps rejecting him. And he ultimately he changes throughout the episode, and it's kind of a cool change. Like, when you first see him, you sort of like the cocky guy, but mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of an, an edge to him. And then throughout the middle towards the end he's like no i want to be the guy that donna deserves and i want to go be with her and i want to be the hero and then we know what happens and then uh and then he's he's gone but then like i said as i said earlier you really felt that from a team perspective that he's somebody that they cared about and that when he was gone they felt they felt that pain and you felt that there was a hole inside that team so, I thought he was he was a fantastic character. I only wanted to spend more time with him. Uh, it's it's a pretty fluid episode, I'd say overall. I know people didn't really care for the flashback episodes, but I have to say, they kind of were the best episodes of the season for me. 
other than the Fallen episode. Because you saw the old Titans. It was kind of You saw cool. the old Titans. You saw the interaction and whatnot. Yeah. Right. There's so, no doubt. Absolutely. I'm sure those were the favorite for a lot of people. Yeah. And my least favorite episode is actually Atonement. If anything, because of the one nitpick that I picked out when we reviewed that episode, it was, it simply put the treatment of Jason towards the end where it's like, they kind of really flip on him awfully easily. And that whole episode, he's kind of been put through the ringer. As it like, Rose lashes out at him. He's got the thing going on with Dick. And then toward the end where he's just sitting on, am I thinking of the right episode? There's episode seven, Bruce Wayne, where he's on the roof. Yeah, okay, okay, never mind. Seven. Yeah, okay. Maybe that, that part then, where he's just on the roof and they're just, they're flipping on him and nobody's really going out there to help him. And then you got a mentally deranged Dick Grayson at the time going out there and when he opens up to him, nothing nothing really happens after that. But uh, they didn't go anywhere with that after. No, that. they didn't go, and I was kind of looking yeah. for that. But mm-hmm. so I guess that's gonna be mine. So, all right, this was tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, turned my favorite one because I had like three, and then I was trying to think, like I was just trying to think about how I felt. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Once I count to three, I'll have it. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Superboy episode. Um, was your favorite? Was my favorite okay. because it 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 hit every single thing about the episode worked. Every single thing they did worked. Mm-hmm. How he gets introduced. There's crypto. The action sequence. That's still my favorite action sequence of the season. Is when he's at Lionel Luther's house. The emotion between him and Eve. You know, I'm getting emotional mm-hmm. at the end when she's like. Why did you, when you came out of that, why did you fight those guards? He's like, because they were hurting crypto. I wanted them to stop. Why did you fight those guys at the house? Because they were hurting the old guy. I wanted them to stop. Really great. And then it ends. It really brings the emotion back. And the other answer I was going to say, and I might even put these together because it feels like one episode to me. When, when he saves Jason at the end. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was originally going to say episode five, the one right before that. The Deathstroke one is my favorite because you still got the old Titans working together. You got Jason captured, the fight between Corey, Dick, and Deathstroke. So and then good. when Jason falls, that's an excellent cliffhanger. So then the Superboy one picks up on that, and when he catches Jason, it brings you back to the emotion you had at the end of episode five. That's why I think that episode was so good. My least favorite, originally I was going to say the first episode, but it still feels too much like the season one finale yeah, to me. I I so I didn't cheap. even count it. I feel cheap. So I didn't even that. count yeah, it. So, yeah. Um, but it's fair. Yeah. And I was going to say atonement, but in atonement, is that when Hank and Don sing? Oh, is it? Well, I, I don't know. Remember. Now we're speculating. I'm yet. sorry. I think it is. I think it might be. Just what is the one you don't like? Come on. Because I, for me, you, you guys are like going to call moment, me but... crazy. No, you guys are going to call me crazy. And I enjoyed it. But if I have to rank all of them, uh. it was the finale. Oh. It, the, 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 and as much as I enjoyed most of the finale, yeah. it was the finale because if, but if I really need to sit down and rank, the death stroke very quick. Cadmus stuff, little ridiculous. Donna's death, unforgivable. 
And that's so because I, I was gonna say atonement because I hate how they break up. Yeah, yeah, there you go, that too. Yeah. I really, I, I, I even when that, even when that episode happened, I was watching. I said, "This I is dumb." To that. Yeah. But the rest of the episode isn't that bad, you know. Um. So, for me, it, it was because there were some things in the finale that, like, you're waiting the whole season for some of these people to pay off and some of these things to pay off. And they really didn't. Now, there was a lot of great stuff in the finale, but if I really want to nitpick, and I, like we said, we're saying our least favorite, how we felt, the Donna death was the first thing that really brings it down. And like we said, when we watched it together, they killed Deathstroke in the first nine minutes. We all went, oh, wow, is he really done? And I'm waiting for him to come back. Oh, he's going to kill Donna. Oh, he's going to really be the villain. He wasn't. So my assessment of your assessment is that you're just driven by your grief for that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm and that's sorry. what I just said I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry for you to say What I just said I'm not. What I just said I'm not. I just, that's not why. I might want to edit this out of the podcast. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I have fair reasons. The villain of the season it was gets a, off I, in nine minutes. No, 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 no. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to for you, actually. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Okay. I'm going to look at you. The main villain of the season, right. who was the reason for them breaking up, yeah. the reason blah, 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 killed Garth, dies in the first nine minutes. Then the Cadmus stuff is resolved. They resolve Superboy very CW style. Where all they need to do is everyone stand around, they laugh, so I'm mean, let's just get in his head and talk. Um, <laughs> all they do is that, okay. Um, then let's get into the dumbest death of all time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough, fair enough. For the things that needed fair to enough. do fair besides enough. Nightwing. Okay. I'm grading it as an episode, not as the Nightwing payoff. I'm grading it as an episode start to finish. Yeah, that's I can all. see it. He's right. Enjoyable. Yeah. I liked, gotcha. like, like sure. I said, everything gotcha. but those three things, but those three things. All right. Well, in the sense that when Surprise there's good, time. there's bad. Now what we're going to do is we're going to give our shock factor, might you add. So we're going to give a surprise that you maybe might have not saw coming or that you knew was coming, but it kind of gave you a little bit of a, a shock that it happened, so... So Anybody want yeah. to like, I'll start. This yes. surprise was positive or, or negative? Right. Yeah, this isn't one? this isn't so much like uh, you know an episode or an arc. It's just like when you watch the season and you look back and you reflect on the season. What was the one thing that surprised the crap out of you? Okay. And for me, you mentioned it earlier, but it was simply Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, when they cast Ian Glenn, anybody that listens to this or see, I was so against it. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. I couldn't, I was like, and it's not because of my respect for the actor. I think he's brilliant. I've always loved him. But I'm like, I don't understand. Bruce Wayne, there's just no way. Okay, I wanted a younger, handsome guy with a lot of dark hair. And the biggest surprise to me was he was so good. He's such a great actor. And I have come to accept this is a world where Bruce Wayne is older. And he looks like that. And so for me, it was just yeah. I want. I hope he's in season three. I don't know if he's going to be in there, but I would like it to continue. So again, what a surprise! What a surprise for me because I thought no, no. The first scene with him, even then, we were skeptical. I was kind of like, ah, I can't even hide his accent or whatever. 
But man, which he got better at his. Team. Has he has he as, continued as, on as, through as the season? Team. His dialogue was riveting. The play between him and Dick and the subconscious and all that when he was there when he wasn't there, but every every scene that this man was in added so much credibility and I believe really pushed Brenton Thwaites and the other actors and actresses in the scenes with him. So my biggest surprise is, yes, I liked Ian Glenn as Bruce Wayne, and I never thought I would. I never thought he would say that. I'm so impressed. Right? Never yeah, thought I would. I never thought he would get that's to that awesome. point. Yeah, because right. you, yeah, you, you really were down on him in the first so that, That's living. That's a that's a great to that's the point a great where term. I was like yeah. I don't even know if I want to watch the show is it is it, is it a real show is it mm-hmm. do I take the show seriously or is it whatever so mm-hmm. so mine's gonna go hand in hand because I have two but they're kind of really one so the first one is obviously crypto Interesting. I mean yeah how much like who, who, yeah. who, who would have guessed that crypto right. the damn super dog yeah. Was gonna be Bloody one of your favorite shining moments, yeah. <laughs> and that he could ever work in live action. Uh, and then my second one isn't Connor, but it's Connor's evil turn, which was very, very negative for me. And you guys know I'm a big Superman guy, mm-hmm. and I truly think that it's we gotta stop going away from the Superman is bad. Yeah, right. right. He kind of likes to destroy Snyder things. Cut. Snyder cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I that one was not me. Yeah, that was not me. I get it. So you were surprised. You didn't think they were going to do that. You think no. it's been done to and death? And I know the Superboy yeah, yeah. character is that. Yes, he's half Lex. He's half Superman. He's he's a morally conflicting right person in comics and in Young Justice. But can I, can I also add like one addition to what you're saying? Yeah, go for it. That also that story plot point is used to death. Just in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, that's all the CW does. Yeah. Yeah. They just did for a third time where Barry gets possessed and he's bad. I didn't watch the episode, but I'm saying they just did that a third time. Good lord. They just did it again. You know, that that plot point is used too much where one of the heroes gets possessed and they got to fight their friend. Thank you. That's another reason why I didn't like the finale as much. There's a little bit of a hot take, too. I did like the finale, but not because of that. It's actually one of the worst episodes of The Flash. So what was your surprise, son? Um, surprise. I have two. Can I use two? Two. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Because it's, it's going off time. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Season. I didn't know that Cadmus was going to be such a player at the end. That mm. surprised me. I really thought Superboy episode was going to be that was going to be the end of them for a bit. Yeah. Uh, then this, then the episode ends and you're like, okay, they got crypto. Like maybe they don't resolve this till next year, mm-hmm. but then they literally become arguably more integral to the finale than, and everything that happens than, like I said, Slade was a speed bump to get to Cadmus in the finale. That's another, because oh, yeah. the main villain of the season ultimately becomes a diversion, an indirect blockage point to get to the real conflict which was the real point of the finale that's my thing Mm -hmm. um but for me really the biggest one is how because one i didn't know a lot about him two i didn't know what his role was going to play in the story how much i enjoyed the jericho stuff and how great it was and how integral to the plot it was you know when he died i thought he was just going to die but then I'm like, okay, no, he's probably still alive. But the fact that he was still in there and when he jumps in the rows and how how close he was with the old team, I was very, very, 
very pleased and pleased by his acting job because I found out um, he's someone who's hard of hearing. He has a cochlear implant, and it was his first time acting, and I thought he did a great job. So, yeah, so Jericho is my biggest surprise in the very best good. way possible. Very, good. very, very good. All right, should we bring it home with some season three we are. predictions? So we are going to spend a few minutes each mm -hmm. on some season three hopes, predictions, maybe what you're hoping the writers can write the ship a little bit here because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. season two is done. It's in the books. So now we're looking it forward to the closure. future. It's over. So, finito. All right. He's so, here's where we go into season three. So, yes. I think that the hope and dreams of any Titan fan is that we truly do get the team more cohesive and together. Um, and in doing so, I'm really going to be pulling for Gar. I hope they, they can finally give him his time. I'm hoping that we also see. Not at the expense of character development, but I do hope we get to see Wally West. I'll wear my flash hat today. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Roy Roy Harper. Let's go. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, so yeah. you know, I could sit here and I could ramble on for 20 minutes about I want to see this, that, and the other thing. But See, but I will tell you, Roy yeah. Roy me. Well, you're not. I'm not done yet here. Okay. And I do believe. I do believe we are going to see Donna return as Troya, and I think that um, that'll play into a little bit of how Roy comes back and whatnot. So we finally got our team character development for some of these other characters is going to be really key going forward. I think the writers are going to see that and get it. Mm -hmm. And I think the show will kind of morph. It'll still be adult and shocking, and, and you know they're still going to use the adult language or whatnot. But I think it's going to morph more into the Titans. Mm -hmm. You know, I, of course, I want to see Dick continue to develop and Nightwing how he leads the team. But I think it's really important for the show to become what it is—a team-oriented mm -hmm. kind of thing going forward, focusing on. Everybody having their day in the sun, a spotlight. And I think that they can, they've can they got to learn how to do that and still introduce some of these characters people want to see, but not at the expense of the core people. All right. So my sort of hopes for season three is not only obviously redeeming that absolute ludicrous death that she truly does get. <laughs> we have to keep bringing it. It's just... just Ludicrous. And that she truly does get the ascending return that she rightfully deserves. I very much got a little upset, and I told you that even with the popularity of Wonder Woman, that there's no way in hell that any writer would, would let this slide, and that if you think that she's not going to come back with, with a huge, huge return, then you are rightfully, rightfully mistaken. But, well, but these writers have shown to to not do that too. <laughs> Tom Paps, please write that episode. Please write that episode. Yeah, no. <laughs> there I you like go. Him. Yeah, you like. Yeah. I like. Uh, hopefully, I like he's listening. Writing. I hope you do. Uh, I like his writing choices. So what I'm hoping for is that they have more side missions. Uh -huh. So maybe like two. Two people per mission. I've been saying that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really glad because that said could be that. cool. And then. What I think is could work really well is actually more standalone episodes. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm I sorry. apologize. Okay. A slight technical <laughs> difficulty real quick. As we're sitting here, <laughs> the, the WWE he's trying trailer. to watch the Wonder Woman trailer. <laughs> Did it? He's literally trying to watch the woman, the Wonder Woman trailer. It's he doesn't here. even turn his damn No, I off. did. I turned it down, but I didn't realize that when <laughs> I clicked his damn it. Yeah, right, all right, of a sudden, right. <laughs> wait 30 damn seconds. Where I'm all I'm going to tell you guys is that what I just saw <laughs> in the first 20 seconds looked really cool, but we'll save that for another time, though. Turn that over. It's please. done. It's done. It's done. Pause. Relax. Relax. I don't even know. <laughs> the poor man's given his hopes. Oh. And we're here in 80. My hope, my hope is this Wonder Woman 84 is going. Oh hey, it played into what you were talking about, Donna, all right? Okay. No, he's, there is he's, no off, Donna he's been off Donna for three Without minutes. <laughs> he's been off Donna three minutes. He's talking about a team going on side missions for smaller groups of yes. Titans. Yes, and yes, I, I am fully behind all that. <laughs> Whatever Nick, Mr. Nick says, he knows I'm 100% behind him. All right, so you mentioned the Wally tees, and I truly do believe that he would fit very, very well. With this team, I think they can do really... We, do we think he's Flash, though, or is he Kid Flash, though? We don't, oh, he's Kid Flash. You think he's still Kid Flash? Okay. See, but how's he not with them? They're all best friends. Or else they wreck their... Or else they maybe he is older. He's not, like, super tight with them. He was never mm-hmm. tight. But, I mean, I, I, I'd argue if he's if he's over, like, 16, he can't really be Kid Flash, but... He could be Kid Flash, like, well, 19, 20-ish. Yeah, that's true. If they make him, like, Gar's age. But I don't really want him to... I don't know if I want him to be a new Titan or older. I think I a fourteen-year-old Wally. He could someone look, that just flirts like with Donna and a Don. Young Justice vibe, yes. Wally. That that one could be fun. Yeah, that one could be fun. That one could be. And fun, I guess I don't know if it's confirmed. We may or may not get get Roy, but if we do, oh, I think we're gonna get Roy. I am kind of looking really, for him really to clash with Dick Grayson here for leadership. Because we kind of assume that that's maybe what Connor might do, but it doesn't look like that's nah, what his intentions I don't see are. Connor doing that. He's, Superboy's he's not tight. He's yeah. too much of an infancy stage, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't see that. So I per- I can absolutely see right. Roy doing that, right. and I think he's really gonna blame Dick for Donna, because I don't think that we get. No. I don't think that. I think Roy's gonna come back, and I think he's really gonna clash with Dick because he blames Dick for Donna. And then when I am Donna, tired of the dick blame. But yeah, little, no more of that. Please. It's getting a little because because that then that sort of correlates with my last hoping is that now that we have Nightwing, I yeah. hope they don't drop the ball on him and put less focus on him. In exchange for motiv- motivating somebody else's story, a la Corey. Because mm-hmm. I think that Corey's gonna get the development that Dick had this season, for season three. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hope they stick the landing with it. I can't wait to see more, more news come on it. But season two, I'm glad you existed. Um, I'm glad you oh, exist. Nice, I'm glad. Yeah. And uh, season three, I can't wait for next fall already. No, same. Uh, for me, kind of like you said, I really hope they do a lot that was more. Incredible. I should be able to put the trailer on when you talk. So to it's only Shut fair, right? You might as well just review it right now. Might as well. Maybe we um, will. I do want a lot more team, <laughs> a lot more team-oriented stuff. Um, whether it's smaller pairs, I need the thing I need the most is some more relationships start to be built. 
Like, I, I don't want just Gar and Rachel and Hank and Dawn by themselves and Dick and Corey by themselves. I need – the be- where, where the show is at its best is when everyone is interacting and the character dialogue and the relationships they build and make. They need to – they need to let these actors keep yeah. doing what they do best and they need to start doing it with each other because as much as I like Hank and Dawn – yeah. I need to start seeing to them see that, yeah. talk to other people. Sure. You uh, want the characters to care about each other. Yeah. You want to believe that they more, care. Yes, because still at the, yeah, 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 still yeah, at the yeah, end, it's yeah. hard to believe that they're all so distraught over Donna. Right. It's really hard to believe. Right. Um, I, like I, keep, I mean, I really want Wally. Mm-hmm. But if it's not perfect, you know, don't, don't just force him in. Do I'm bark. almost – it's so hard to do the speedster. And to make them like not, that if you really, really think really about how powerful yeah. speedsters are, I even think the Flash, the show, they have to like weaken him. How powerful the Flash is, yeah. the fact they could literally change time whenever they want and everything. So they thing, could yeah. solve, I mean, if you really think about it, Flash could beat Deathstroke in 30 seconds. You strip every weapon off but him. But no, he. He can't, though. That's the beauty of these villains. But the beauty of the villain yeah, yeah, is yeah, you yeah. give them some power that contradicts yeah. someone else's power if you really they think about it. They anticipate that. Otherwise, um, the Flash would beat everybody. So what is Lex Luthor saying? Be the us. Yeah. Power is an asset. That's right. Yes. And assets yes. can always be taken away from yes. you. Yes, um, <laughs> uh I really want to see... I really think we're going to get Roy because... I don't necessarily know if he's going to blame Dick for her death, but I think her death brings him in. Sure. And whether he's on the show the whole time or he's just – what the show does great is they do the side they do the side cameos, the few episode characters, really well. I mean let's, let's yeah. even check well, out – Well, let it be in the future now. Let it be in Even Slay's Wife, time. yeah. I'm, and I, that's almost no my – But that's yeah. almost my hesitation too right. with them bringing in Roy and Wally is I don't need them to now write more history to the mm-hmm. team to be like, oh – Originally, it was Dick, Donna, Wally, and Roy, and then Wally and Roy left, and then they met Hawk and Dove and Gar. Like I don't need them to no. keep putting stand, pieces. Stand alone, not flashbacks. Have yeah. it be Wally was their friend, but he was never a Titan. He had to become the Flash at a young age, or if he's Kid Flash, he sure. was just never a Titan, and he wasn't yeah. that tight with them. That would kill me because the relationship of Roy, Donna, Dick, Wally, and Garth. They're, they're the best friends in the world. So the fact that we won't get that hurts me. But mm-hmm. if they do it right, it's cool. Sure. Um, and need no more dick blaming if him oh, and Roy please. clash. That's fine. No but no more. It's my fault Donna died. Right. I brought her back into the Titans. You know. Um, and then um, besides that, um, just a little better writing throughout. A sure. little better. A little better writing throughout. Any more uh, dogs? Would you like to see, like, uh, Ace the Bad Hound? Oh, don't even get me started on that. But no. um, (laughs) And, and, oh, no. (laughs) Our biggest hope is, dear Lord, can they give Gar some Yeah, we, I mean, we don't have to. We already beat that. And I, and, and I'm almost hoping one villain, too. Don't start putting, just let it be Blackfire. Don't, don't do Blackfire, Hive, Cadmus round two. Like, don't. Simpler's better when it comes to these shows in terms of conflict. One villain. And let the complexity happen between the characters, but not the main arc. That's it for me. That's my hope. And that Donna Troy comes back. Oh, she's coming back. Don't worry. Oh. All right. Beautiful, gentlemen. So I guess that's that's Titans Season 2. I know. It's sad. It's over. It's weird. It's sad. It's over. It's weird to be done. 
to our knowledge, they're going to be starting writing, or maybe they currently are writing. I think the writing's beginning. The, the writing's beginning. Begins, and then filming begins in April. So, right so, around the corner. Right, so exactly. You it's can, crazy how quick the turnaround yeah. is. You can best believe that any we'll major, major news, we'll, we'll be here covering we'll it. We'll be covering. Uh, we are we'll taking a small break from Titans, but as we alluded to, as long as Titans is in business, we'll always be in business. We'll always be covering this show, and hopefully you guys listen and love it. And now on to Crisis. It looks like we're going to talk yep. about that. So we, we do have this trailer. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite well, Earths. But it's cool. They have three episodes to, to critique. Yeah. Yes. Week, so that's yeah. wonderful. So it's yes. Well, they have a little content to, to break yeah. down, you know? Yes. So hopefully it's the DC orgasmic experience that, uh, that we're led to believe here. I truly do hope that it's everything... Multiple generations of fans can love. Right. Hopefully, I don't know if my, my father will be into it. I'll, I'll try and get him into it. But I think the Conroy thing is really, really cool. I think Brandon, Brandon Ruth is Superman. going to see Conroy be right. a Bruce Wayne for a it's, it's all good stuff. I hope they stick to landing. I've learned to temper expectations when it comes to CW crossovers. Sure. But they have been good in the past, typically. So... Not like the quality of the actual shows that they're in, but I digress. Uh, so that's that. Of course, we do have a Wonder Woman. Please, <laughs> eighty-four let's wrap this trailer up so I can watch it. Come on. And then uh, that's gonna be that. So for Nico Caruso and his oh, father good. Nicholas Caruso, my name's Nick Zanuck, and his Dick Grayson says in Titans, it's not about what your name is; it's about what you do. One last time. Do good things, everybody. Stay safe. Happy holidays. See you next year after crisis. Don't call, don't call just yet. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. What's up? What do you guys think?